Welcome to Day 59 of Shaped by the Word. Uh, we're in our third season now, and uh, we're reading through the prophets, and the prophets set the table richly for the gospel that we will hear. Uh, we not only you know, hear uh, the announcement of God's judgment on the people who have refused, uh, his embrace refused, his, his, his love, his care, uh, refused to uh, you know walk in, in in his covenant and to know the peace that only he brings but we also see uh, the hope that he sets before us uh, his heart to redeem us uh, his heart to continue with us in spite of all of our unfaithfulness to him and so we find ourselves in a section of Isaiah uh, where the Lord's message is you know to Israel why do you look to the nations when you could look you know, when you could look to one who has created these nations, and who by and who by and whom by sovereign his sovereign decree, the nations even have their existence. He can call them into existence. He can bring kings on the thrones and depose kings, and, and bring nations down. And, and of course, he will. And all of them, they will come to an end. They will have their moment, and they'll quickly uh, pass away. So we come uh, to Isaiah chapter eighteen. Uh, prophecy against Cush. We mentioned earlier in the week uh, we're drinking Ethiopian coffee this week, and so Cush was, <laughs> you know, roughly the nation of Ethiopia. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, are the Nubian you know, you know, tribes there ruling in Egypt at this time? So you'll see Egypt and Cush or Ethiopia kind of blended together in, in these next uh, in these next few judgments. Um, before we read, uh, we're not really trying to locate uh, peoples on a map. Uh, or you know, just kind of uh, fill ourselves in on biblical history. We're we're reading to hear the heart of God as He uh, laments over the destruction of the nations, as He uh, guides gently for His hand and His purpose the destruction of the nations, and as He calls the nations uh, back to Himself. So, before we read, let's uh, offer ourselves in this moment to the Lord. Uh, Matt, you mind lifting us up with a word of prayer? Yeah, let's pray. Father, we do thank you for this time together, and and we ask as we draw near to you that you would draw near to us and and bless our time together. Father, we are deeply grateful for this time and um, for the means by which we can read uh, your word together as your people. And and so, Father, we ask that you would use your word to to comfort us, um, to convict us, um, to transform us. Father, we thank you for um, your grace, and we, we thank you for this time. It's in Christ's name we pray. Amen. Isaiah chapter 18, what of the land of whirring wings along the rivers of Cush, which sends envoys by the sea and papyrus boats over the water, go swift messengers to a people tall and smooth-skinned, to a people feared far and wide, an aggressive nation of strange speech whose land is divided by rivers. All you people of the world, you who live on the earth, when a banner is raised on the mountains, you will see it. When a trumpet sounds, you will hear it. This is what the Lord says to me. I'll remain quiet and I'll look for my dwelling place like shimmering heat in the sunshine, like a cloud of dew in the heat of harvest. For before the harvest, when the blossom is gone and the flower becomes a ripening grape, he will cut off the shoot with pruning knives and cut down and take away the spreading branches. They all be left to the mountains and bird, to the mountain bird of prey and to the wild animals. The birds will feed on them all summer and wild animals all winter. That time gifts will be brought to the Lord Almighty from a people tall and smooth-skinned, from a people feared far and wide, an aggressive nation of strange speech whose land is divided by rivers. The gifts will be brought to Mount Zion, the place of the name of the Lord Almighty. 
a little bit shorter reading today. It caught me by surprise. You know, when we were looking back at it. So we have, uh, you have to love the beginning of this and the end of it, where uh, you know Isaiah uses the same you know refrain, talking about people who are smooth skin, tall and smooth skin, uh, people feared far and wide, aggressive nation of strange speeches. Land is divided by rivers, and of course he mentions in the first, you know, in the first instances, a nation that uh, brings terror to everyone. Uh, he mentions them in the second instance as a nation who brings tribute, you know, to the Lord Almighty, you know, on Zion, and we will see that, you know, in the next couple of chapters as well. How far, you know, how far uh, this reaching this is going to be—the turn of Egypt, you know, to, uh, you know, to, you know, to the Lord. There's, you know, it's one of those prophecies. At times, reading prophecies, it's like, what is being said? You know, mm-hmm. um, but but there's that interesting in verse three and four. You know, all the people of the world, you live on the earth. When a banner is raised in the mountains, you'll see it. When a trumpet sounds, you'll hear it. You know, you look for things, and you can clearly see. Man, there's a victory. There's something that took place. There's a war that was won, and yet, the Lord doesn't always show us what He's doing. You know, we can't always see what the Lord is doing, and. That contrast between when you know someone wants to shout victory, you'll see it, and yet this is what the Lord says to me: I will remain quiet and look on from my dwelling place. You know, just that contrast. You know, of it's not that the Lord's not working; we just haven't quite seen what He's done yet. No, I mean, you know, of course, a lot of what the Lord does, you know, is you know, is very quiet and is very you know invisible. That's why you know Jesus would use parables of the kingdom, you know, as something small and insignificant that you know becomes something large and provides shelter for all and changes the very character you know of of, of you know that that it uh, that it affects and touches and and so you you see this and, and you see the nations and of course the theme for this week you know it really has been as we read about these nations and god's judgment on the nations is their their boasting and, and their pride you know, these are tall, smooth-skinned people. Everybody fears them, and they move across. You know, and they're, they're a conquering, you know, spirit, and, and all of that. And and you see, you see that thing. And, and Lord said, "Okay, I'm just kind of quietly watching you." Mm-hmm. But when the time comes that you uh, you expect to reap a harvest, I'll, I'll take out my pruning knife and I'll, I'll take away from you all the fruit that you expected, you know, to have. And, and of course, you know that kind of reminds us of you know what the apostle paul said you know about us and god is not going to be mocked and a lot of times as we're going on about our way and there's no immediate consequences for it we think ah, no big deal we got this mm-hmm. uh, god is not mocked uh, we too will uh, in the end reap what we have sown if we uh, you know if we uh, sow to please the spirit from the spirit will reap life if we sow to please ourselves from the flesh will we'll reap destruction. And, and that's the picture. Here are these very competent, aggressive people who've conquered Egypt. You know, not just uh, you know, not just some of the smaller surrounding villages, but have conquered the nation of Egypt and brought it to its knees and are ruling Egypt, you know, at this time. Uh, you know, that uh, in their day, in their, day uh, their harvest will come to nothing. Yeah. And that's, I mean, you, know, you just made I think, a great point a lot of times when things are happening around us, we, we want to ask, where is God? You know, and yet God's paying attention this whole time. You know, you yep. see the aggressive nations. You, people might be wondering, why is God allowing this to occur? You know, and, and, you know, does God care? Those are things that, I mean, we see when a tragedy strikes here or a natural disaster. You see people kind mm-hmm. of point, you know, where, where was your God? Was he, you know, and 
And yet we're reminded time and time in Scripture God's quietness does not mean absence. We have, you know, we often talk about you know, God's sovereignty, and of course, these are beautiful passages describing God's sovereignty as He announces, you know, the demise of nations, and then in in short time, you know, within the lifetime of Isaiah's you know readers and listeners, uh, you know, in, in one particular instance we read about Moab, you know, within three years, that's the way someone who's very desperate to count time would count time, you know, the, these things will happen, and we've already seen it in the promise of you know. Uh, you know the, the the young maiden who will bear a child, and by the time you know the child comes to the place where they, uh, you know, where they're weaned, the big fears you know of Judah will be absolutely off the you know, off the face of the planet. So we we see God's sovereignty, but but there's another thing that goes with the, the twin doctrine with God's sovereignty, and that's God's providence, His care, uh, you know, for His people, and uh, He is always. Uh, you know, and, and Paul puts us so beautifully for us, working together for our good, and because he has called us, you know, we, we into a relationship with him. We we love him, and we're called according to his purposes, and he's causing every little thing to work together for good. You see this on a national stage in the prophets, but it's also true, mm-hmm. you know, on an individual stage as we go through our lives. That God is sovereign; he rules all the events of our life. He is providential; he cares. Yeah. deeply and he's bringing it toward his good purpose and his good end for his people yeah and and i think sometimes we're scared of that judgment of god or you know how can god's judgment fit into that providence you know or those good purposes and and mm-hmm. we see that the kind of close of this prophecy or verse seven at that time gifts will be brought to the lord almighty you know from a people tall and smooth skin from a people feared far and wide an aggressive nation and strange speech whose land is divided by rivers the gifts will be brought to mount zion the place of the name of the Lord Almighty. That though judgment occurs, you know, judgment leads to salvation, leads to the honoring of God's name. You know, to to bring. So there, there's hope that comes through it, and, and we may not always see it. Mm-hmm. And and not to, that we should just highlight, you know, or elevate justice or judgment in terms of like the end. But mm-hmm. God does execute judgment. Um, you know, the very purpose of temporal judgment. You know, and we saw this also in the book of Revelation. You know, last year, as we read, you know, we read through uh, you know, in the last two years, actually, as we read through the story of the New Testament, the story of the entire Scripture, that the the purpose of judgment. You heard that constant frame, and yet, after after all of this, they still did not repent. Mm-hmm. And the purpose of temporal judgment or temporal calamity is to turn our hearts to God, so that we might see Him uh, and embrace His sovereignty and and, and turn. To him with all of our heart, so so even judgment, especially judgment in Israel, and, and we realize this through the prophets you know, mm-hmm. that it's, it's a very gradual process. God didn't just wake up mad; He endured with them hundreds of years mm-hmm. of unfaithfulness, uh, you know, gross unfaithfulness actually, and, uh, and and slowly just kind of turns up the amplitude till finally there's this vast judgment of being conquered, you know, by the nations. But every bit of it is a gracious act in order to turn their hearts back to him so that they know his love and know his blessing. Mm-hmm. Father, we thank you that you are always good. We thank you that you are always holy. We thank you that you are always just and you're always gracious as we divide these kind of character traits in our minds. And sometimes we're just and sometimes we're whatever. Uh, we know that you are consistent 
and you are true in all of your ways. And we thank you, Father, as we will read when we come to Jeremiah, that you do know you know, the plans that you had for the nation of Israel to prosper them and give them a hope. And even though uh, you're saying that in a context of looming judgment, judgment that would last for years, that beyond all of that, you, you guide your people through difficult times in order to bring us more fully into your blessing and into your grace. Thank you for who you are. We thank you for your sovereignty and that we are secure. We thank you for your providence and that we know we are loved. It's in your holy name we pray. Amen. Amen.